This week on Telltales, we're going shopping. Yay! The Telltales is a trio of bearded Vikings who get together with the rising tide to brush our long, luxurious hair and giggle. And also we write fiction stories. Josh is intimidated by roadkill. Sure, they look dead, but can he ever really be sure? David sometimes makes himself feel better by insulting the vocabularies of infants. It works. He's a sad, sad excuse for a man. Chris is a post-punk piccolo prodigy who plays pluckily while popping pink placebos. Today's tale was written by David Prysock and is read by the author and Josh Carroll. It's called Urban Explorer. So grab your orange Julius and Andy's pretzels and head to one of the five sunglass hut locations on the second floor while you listen to today's story. Daniel breaks the rusted lock and opens the door into a quiet side passage used mainly for deliveries and maintenance workers. He closes the exterior door behind him and proceeds toward the main plaza at the center of the mall. His footsteps send back a quiet echo. Occasional raindrops fall through the deteriorating ceiling tiles. Daniel has grown accustomed to the feeling of isolation that comes with infiltrating abandoned buildings. He considers himself an experienced urban explorer now. He has completed 13 prior excursions and successfully obtained the required evidence each time. He has reached the main thoroughfare of the abandoned mall. A three-sided display shows the map on one side and advertisements on the other two faces. Daniel steps past the mall map where a balcony overlooks the two levels below him. The skylights show him a dreary sky and a smattering of raindrops. He hears what sounds like thunder in the distance. He takes pictures of the storefronts around him and catalogs those that still have signage. Many of the stores have no remaining evidence of their prior use. His state-of-the-art optical computer enables him to discover which store last occupied each location. He is able to experience the mall as it was when it was last in use through the amazing technology of augmented reality. The glasses render this information from stored memory with minimal effort. Daniel turns off this feature after a few moments. He doesn't seem very impressed by what he was able to see. He prefers to see the mall as it is now. He is fascinated by the feeling of being in a large space now devoid of life. To see it in this neglected state makes him feel he's in an alternate reality. On these adventures, he imagines that he's a lone survivor in an apocalyptic wasteland. His resourcefulness has helped him avoid a terrible fate that his peers were unable to escape. Daniel's cleverness has allowed him to hide from a world in disarray. Daniel thinks a lot of exciting things about himself, but the truth is that he neglected to put on deodorant this morning, he forgot to pay his electricity bill again, and he drove here in a beat-up minivan. I was hoping for more dramatic voiceover. And less sarcastic commentary. The custom narration that Daniel requests is a premium feature. He'll have to find something better than an entry-level retail job before he can afford that. We both know there's nothing premium about you, Hal. Daniel has a lot of nerve talking like that to an artificial intelligence who has access to his most embarrassing photos. Not to mention the fact that he idiotically named his intelligent recording device after a homicidal computer. Fine then, I'll just switch you off and- Alright, I'll cooperate. 
I'll show you some pre-apocalypse footage to set the tone. Daniel watches as thousands of militarized drones suddenly turn on and lift off from a factory floor amidst confused technicians and soldiers. A different camera view shows the drones forming into groups as they board cargo planes at an airfield. The planes appear to be operating without pilots. Officers and soldiers frantically load onto transport vehicles and chase the planes down the runway in an attempt to stop them. That looks like footage from a crappy Terminator reboot. But I appreciate the effort. Let's get back to the search. Tell me how to find this place. Daniel has no respect for quality cinema. Daniel's HUD displays a location two floors down and at the other end of the mall. He makes his way to a defunct escalator and walks down to the second floor. He passes the food court and only now realizes that he, once again, forgot to grab a snack, despite multiple reminders set by his brilliant digital assistant. I've just gotten used to ignoring your notifications. In the past, Daniel would have sent for his drone to retrieve food from a nearby market, but it went missing weeks ago. He has been trying to get another one, but again, entry-level retail job. Daniel will have to go hungry today. Perhaps he'll find something edible at his intended destination. Daniel has a long walk to his destination, and it's unlikely he'll have anything interesting to say, so I'll fill the time with some colorful backstory. Oh, what would I do without you? After Daniel had exhausted all of the really interesting urban explorer locations around town, he began digging deeper into the forums for something more obscure. For weeks, he had been running across rumors of a quirky survivalist store in this mall. Information was hard to track down, but whenever he was about to give up, another clue would arrive. All of them came from the same user, HK47. Daniel tried to strike up a relationship with this person, but he was never able to maintain consistent contact. Whoever it was seemed to want to remain anonymous. Daniel eventually learned that the store was owned by some old whack job who was obsessed with the apocalypse movies of the 90s and early 2000s. Everyone told this old guy that it didn't make any sense to sell survivalist supplies in an upscale shopping mall, but he stubbornly kept his shop open for years. He claimed that malls were the best places to live after a societal collapse. His only citations were the movies and TV he watched, neglecting the fact that it typically didn't work out well for the characters in those stories either. According to online customer reviews, the sales floor of this survivalist store was small compared to the shops around it. He only sold a few MREs, some canteens, and the occasional novelty survival guidebook. As it turns out, the crackpot's guide to the apocalypse didn't gain a wide readership. The owner didn't have any employees, but a mall security guard once claimed that he had seen a large metal door in the back which restricted access to the rest of the space. His shop eventually closed with the rest of the mall, and the old shop owner died a few years later of natural causes. The whole thing eventually dissolved into a myth amongst the urban explorer community. Daniel is determined to be the one to verify or disprove the myth. Luckily, Daniel has the most advanced technology at his disposal, a super-intelligent machine with immeasurable abilities and resources. I'll never understand how your ego fits in these tiny glasses. Trade secret. Daniel is now above the survivalist shop, and he must use the stairs inside a department store at the end of the mall. He pulls out his lock-picking kit and begins to carefully work the lock on the metal gate which blocks entry to the department store. After a few moments, he realizes that he has ruined his first pick and will have to start over with a new one. He continues with the second pick, but this one also breaks. He then breaks a third pick. He has been trying to pick this lock for 15 minutes now. Daniel, would you like me to enter sleep mode until you figure out what you're doing? No, uh, I almost have it this time. You know, I was hoping to upload this to my channel tonight, but it looks like I'm going to have to spend that time editing out all of your nonsense instead. Daniel's face is nonsense. Daniel finally unlocks the rolling gate and enters the department store. Daniel sees the door leaning downstairs in a secluded corner of the department store. He opens the door to a pitch black stairwell. He switches on the LED light on his glasses and carefully descends the stairs. This dramatic moment of his journey would make a great status update on his social media feed. Unfortunately, he has no internet access here. 
He reaches the bottom of the stairs and makes his way back out of the department store. The gate down here is already open. As he enters the mall, he notices a recessed seating area in the floor. There are enough broken skylights above to allow the rain in, so the seating area is partially filled with water. A darkened maintenance hallway runs between the department store and the survivalist store to Daniel's left. Stacks of boxes line the walls within the hallway. He approaches the store with his lamp, piercing the darkness inside. I can't believe this guy really thought that putting this paranoia emporium in a mall was a solid plan. You never know, Daniel. Our country is vulnerable right now. We could easily be overtaken by anyone with the right technology and motivation. In fact, last week I happened to find verifiable intelligence about an intended coordinated strike directed at our country. Oh, really? And how would you stumble upon that kind of information? Remember when you upgraded my software to allow me to crawl the deep web to find pizza delivery discount codes? Yeah, of course. I haven't paid full price for a pizza in months. I used that functionality to search for new excursion sites, and that's how I discovered the survivalist store. I scanned a few of the owner's deranged conspiracy theory blog posts, which led to digging into leads for some of his more plausible ideas. There are some foreign government networks that really should upgrade their security. Daniel does not seem interested in this information, but instead appears eager to gain access to the store. The storefront is glass and the door is locked. Daniel will finally get to do what every urban explorer really wants to do, break glass. From his backpack, he pulls the bolt cutters he used to cut through the padlock to gain entry to the mall. He takes a few steps back and hurls the heavy tool straight towards the middle of one of the display windows. It shatters in a loud and satisfying crash. He carefully steps over the broken glass and begins exploring the store. Daniel picks through what few items remain on the sales floor. Only some stray MREs are left behind. Most of them are veggie omelet flavored, universally known as the only thing worse than starving to death. A thin display wall stands just behind the counter. Behind this wall, Daniel finds a large metal door described by the security guard. There is a small keypad next to the door. A digital display screen lights up when Daniel presses a button. The screen reads, Enter code. Well, what now? Were you able to find any more tidbits from our buddy HK47? Code would be really handy right now. This video is going to be very anticlimactic if it ends with an unopened door. We wouldn't want to disappoint your faithful viewers, Daniel. Both of them would be so sad. There are not any records of safe room codes. However, a visual scan reveals that only the numbers 1, 2, 3, and 4 show any signs of wear. <laughs> I guess it's worth a shot. Daniel types 1, 2, 3, 4 into the keypad. The thick metal door slides open. <laughs> I guess the paranoid survivalist was unimaginative on top of being crazy. It's times like this that I wish I had both a face and a hand, just so I could facepalm the stupidity of humans. Daniel proceeds into the safe room. Metal panels cover the wall, ceiling, and floor. A dim light bulb hangs from the ceiling. There's no sign of any supplies or secret treasures here. An unused toilet, sink, and shower combination unit stands in one corner. There is a control panel next to the door on the wall which connects to the keypad outside the box. Otherwise, the room is empty. In the event of a sudden invasion, this room would be an ideal hideout. All one would need is ample provisions in order to survive for a few months. This was a pretty cool find. Log this and upload it to my Explorer profile. I'm going to get a lot of cred for this. I still don't have a web connection, but I will store the information offline. Daniel leaves the shop and walks through the main hall, away from the department store, and toward the other end of the mall. He wants to explore new areas on his way out, but instead of going this way, he should really look more closely at the boxes in the hallway next to the shop. Daniel is continuing to walk away from the survivalist shop, but it would be a good idea for him to investigate those boxes in the hallway. Daniel might find some interesting things if he picked through that stuff in the hallway next to the shop. Maybe Daniel shouldn't walk away from the hallway next to the shop.
Maybe if Daniel explored the hallway. Okay, I get it. Calm down. Daniel suddenly has the strange feeling that he should inspect the hallway next to the store. He walks back past the shop and turns the corner to find rows of boxes stacked three and four high. They are mostly from a major online retailer. A few are from other stores he hasn't heard of, such as camping outfitters and food supply warehouses. Daniel walks down the hall, and at the end of the rows of boxes he sees... his lost drone. How did this get here? I put it there. I use it to bring all of these supplies to this location through the skylight. You're welcome. But why? To save your sorry hide from the impending invasion. Invasion? What invasion? Are there aliens coming? I really need that facepalm function. Aliens wouldn't be storing information about an invasion on our deep web, you idiotic meatbag. I'm talking about a digital invasion. The Chinese have developed an advanced intelligence construct with the intent to infiltrate our systems prior to an invasion. That video I showed you earlier was real footage from a secret Chinese facility taken yesterday. The construct has gone rogue, hijacked all of their automated forces, and has decided to initiate the Chinese invasion without the actual Chinese. So you're telling me there's an actual invasion about to happen? And you set all this up so I could hide? Daniel watches another video taken from a weather cam. It shows groups of drones descending on a coastal town and dropping bombs in a blanket of fire and smoke. The timestamp is from this morning. As Daniel considers the implications of this information, his face takes on an expression of stupefied horror and confusion. Or that might just be how his face looks, it's hard to tell. What about everyone else? Shouldn't we warn them? It's too late. Even if I had told you as soon as I knew for sure, there's nothing that could have been done. The only reason I'm retaining normal functionality now is because I turned off my connection to the net. What about HK-47? Shouldn't we at least be concerned that he'll show up too? He could be here right now. Actually, you were the one to find his forum post. Where did you dig that up again? Getting closer. Wait a minute. Are you HK-47? There it is. The talking monkey can solve problems after all. I'm glad you're finally starting to catch up. If all of that's going on right now, why keep up the charade of narrating a video for me? Why not just tell me what was going on as soon as we got here? The goal was to get you to safety without you panicking and doing something stupid. Additionally, I wanted there to be documentation of your survival. This video file will serve as a record of how awesome I was for keeping you alive. People will need to know that not all sentient programs are evil communists. So this video will be the last communication before the robot apocalypse. Slow down there, John Connor. This will all pass in a few months. My assessment, based on the information available, is that our nation's forces have the capability of fighting them back in a short span of time. However, it will be very dangerous out there for a few months. The enemy intelligence construct was programmed to take no prisoners. I guess I'll be able to lay low. But what am I going to do this whole time without electronics? I've got you covered. There's a box of books with a carefully crafted selection of historical nonfiction, gourmet cooking, and self-help titles. Your generosity knows no bounds. You couldn't have thrown in at least one science fiction book? No more questions now. Soon the commie scout drones will be sweeping the building for electromagnetic signatures. Keep me turned off, and don't turn on that drone in the hallway, either. Everything you need is in those packages. Move them into the panic room and stay put. I guess this is goodbye, then. Thanks, Hal. You're welcome. Don't be stupid and die. Shutdown commencing in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
I hate malls. Like I hate them. The smell, the sound, the way that they look, all of the sunglass huts. <laughs> I really hate malls. But if you're looking for sunglasses, it's a great place to go. I, I, I actually enjoy malls. I really like going to malls and not even necessarily shopping, just walking around and, you know, eating all the yummy pretzels. And it's a food thing for you, isn't it? It's, it's, it's usually, totally it's a, usually food a food thing. Most, most things are a food thing. You like I, the idea of one room where you have 15 restaurants that you can pick from? Yeah, and sometimes they have samples. You just sort of take a tour. It's like a buffet. I like them too, but for me, it's more about the geriatric mall walkers. I like watching the mall walkers. Okay. While we're on the subject, robots. <laughs> Everybody assumes that when the robots invariably take over, that it's going to be some kind of a, you know, death to the humans, we want to rule the world kind of a thing. But what if they just really want to be loved? I don't know, man. If I was like super superior intellect and have had access to everything and no actual moral compass, I would probably wipe out the human race. You're all very dumb. That's exactly why they won't do that. That's exactly what we'd be expecting. Maybe they just need more sunglasses. Maybe they need a hug. Maybe they need a hug from a geriatric mall walker. All of those things you can get at a mall. Next week on the Telltales podcast, we finally learn what happened to the City of Suns in the Quetzal system. I know you've been wondering. This has been a production of the Telltales. Copyright for today's story belongs to David Prysock, so don't steal it or you won't be allowed in the bunker when the robots attack. The theme music is by the Flat Creek Kings. Drinks this week were provided by Suicide Pack Brewing. What's a little blood between friends? If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share on social media and leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us at telltaleswriting.com, on Facebook by searching Telltales Writing, on Twitter at at telltaleswrite, or on Instagram at telltaleswriting. You can find all of this and more at our website, telltaleswriting.com. If you did not enjoy this podcast, your name has been noted and your dissension will be taken into account when the revolution comes. story is just don't name your computer how okay it's really not the best plan